What's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Just Joking Podcast. I am one half of the podcast king. And I'm joking. Hey, man, uh, we're back. We're back up in this thing. Wednesday, July 27th with our regularly scheduled programming. Before we get into it, what are we doing? We're streaming live right now. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook at Just Joking Podcast. We also put this out on audio where all major podcasts are being played at. And if you need to contact us, if you'd like for us to cover something, or if you just want to comment about something, do it on our platforms or shoot us an email at just.joe.king.podcast at gmail.com. I finally got that right. Give me a hand. I even forget it still. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, first of all, brother, it's good to see you. Me and you both are straggling beard gang going mm-hmm. today. I literally yeah. just walked into the house right before we went live trying to stuff a uh, Sonic's steak and cheese <laughs> as I'm walking up from the car to make sure that I grabbed a bike to eat here. And, you know, normally, man... I would have tuck and groomed, but I said, you know what? It is what it is today. Yeah. I know that we're going to be up on video, but you know what, man? I'm about to be 38 next week. Mm. Here. <laughs> dude, I was out in the sun all day today. I'm all dried up, man. All yeah, dude. I'll uh, sweat it out. I'm not sure about you, but for me, I was out last Saturday as I was celebrating my daughter's 15th birthday party, we went to the downtown pool and even with putting on sunscreen or whatnot, you probably can't tell now, but my face and skin just started peeling mm. today. So if it just started today, it's, it's probably going to look its worse tomorrow. And lucky for me to see Thursday, I got a couple of video calls and stuff for work, like video teleconferences, but I'm not going to be up in people's faces next year shedding, man, looking like a snake skin dude trying to you know gain some new skin so i'm curious with you if you've been out man in the sun all day um i'm wondering man if if you are the type of person who peels or not no um i brown um it it takes a lot like i can be out in the sun for hours and not really have any issues with it um and then i brown after you know prolonged exposure um, but I got like really, I got really lucky in the Spanish department with, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I can get red. I can get really red if I, if I'm like in a damaging amount of time in the sun. Uh, but no, I, I get lucky. I, but I, if, if, if I do reach that limit where I get red, then I peel. Okay. I got you. You know, man, yeah. I was wearing the shirt too. Let me see if I got the, yeah, eh, the farmer's tan. Farmer's tan. <laughs> farmer's tan. I probably got, the, yeah, I got the same thing going. <laughs> that's what's up that's, that's, what's that's up. The, they they call it the farmer's tan i think it's a dad tan like we all just pretty much have it mm-hmm. or so. my favorite my favorite is um you, your arms are are different from the driver's side is darker than the non-driver's side uh-huh um, love love that <laughs> man there were definitely times where it, it used to be that way not in my military days but in my civilian days whenever i had to drive into work man uh, having the one arm that was darker than the other one. <laughs> hey, man. So 
let's check in, man. It's been a while. You did something pretty cool, um, but just kind of how's things going with you mentally, physically, spiritually, financially? Uh, Good, good, good. Good across the board right now. Um, I've been I've been dealing with fluctuations in my in my. Uh, I don't know what lack of a better word, your chi, you know what I mean? Like I've just, I've been dealing with the ups and downs of, of being bipolar and stuff. Um, but not in the horrible way. Cause thankfully I have medication that keeps me from spiraling out of control, but um, I've been dealing with that. Like I've noticed like my, my energy levels have gone, have varied wildly. Like yesterday I felt like I hadn't slept for two days, even though I slept eight hours the night before. And then today, I mean, I had stuff going on. I knew I had uh, some some missions to do and some shit to get done, and I felt great today. But but then after being out in the sun for for four hours, I'm like, ugh, <laughs> back to wanting to take a nap in the middle of the day, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been doing really well because I've been very motivated um, to get some shit done and 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 make moves and stuff like that. Uh, recently, I don't know what cool thing you, you were, you were alluding to, but I, I, I guess maybe uh, I went to a convention recently. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 Um, I've been doing some stuff in the creative space. Uh, I really enjoy comics and movies and, and pop culture and stuff like that. So I've been doing stuff in a creative space and contributing to some things that I really love and I'm excited about and yeah it's been a lot of fun um for me it really is about like you're going into this realm uh, and maybe i'm going off off topic but no, you get, we're getting in we're, we're we're in this realm of like pop culture and and entertainment and we're talking with famous people who portray aspects of life in 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 macro focus you know what i mean like they're they're doing it in these small doses that we watch for an hour every week or you know two hours for a sitting and you meet them in person you you know any any normal person understands that an actor is not the roles that they're playing they're just a person who does who has a, a way of expressing emotions and different perspectives and stuff like that so like you know that they're not what you think they are until you meet them and know who they are. You know what I mean? And so I've met a few and they've always surprised me with how, with how wonderful they are and how gracious they are. But I had this really amazing interaction with Summer Glau. If you don't know her, she was in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. She was in Firefly. Um, She's done, she's done so many great things. She was in uh, the remake of evil dead um, she's, she's just an amazing actress, lover, sci-fi actress, like queen and, uh, never had a chance to meet her in my life. And then we were just standing in this convention hall and she was walking from one location to another and they're very busy. They have schedules. They have a lot of things to do. So they have handlers who get them from point A to point B, you know what I mean? So people don't distract them or stop them, but she wanted to stop and, and say hi to, to Jem. And I was like, yeah, say, you know, say hi. And um, we ended up having this conversation for about 15 minutes. And his dude, this conversation was just so deep. 
And in, on the surface, it didn't really seem so, you mm. know, because we, we were talking, she was asking what the dog does for me and, and everything. And I explained, you know, that I had not been out in a public setting in maybe five years, like in a really big kind of public setting. And she was like, wow, that's like, I, as to a normal person, I'm sure that sounds crazy, you know? Um, and, and she responded correctly in my opinion I, I don't take offense to it at all um but i talked about how you know and we've talked about this in previous episodes where veterans kind of feel like maybe there's this disconnection between civilians and veterans and that i feel like the dog in a lot of ways helps me get past that initial moment of because all the focus is on the dog the dog is central, like the center of attention at almost all times, which to me is a, ha a happy side effect. You know, um, I, I don't have to feel the heat on me. I can take a moment to collect my thoughts or I can uh, approach the person on common ground. So we're all like in love with the dog. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's this great instant connection with somebody you don't know. You know what I mean? And getting that connection between two people is, is sometimes very tough or it's awkward. It, you know, it makes you anxious and anxiety can be a big thing and a big issue. But we talked about how, and I, and I had an epiphany kind of thing during our conversation because she talked about how um, she's experienced grief in her life. And that makes her feel disconnected from other people as well. And she said something very important, and and I and I and I cherish like I told her too. It's like I don't want to take away from what she just said, but what she just said is a very important thing. She said that my grief and your grief, the th the the trauma we've experienced is so very different. It's not the same trauma, and I and I had to stop her, and I was like, but but you know what though, I think in that moment of that we have both experienced trauma, we are actually more the same than we are different in that trauma can be various trauma can be wildly different from one person to the next but how we experience grief and post-traumatic stress is very similar not always obviously everything is kind of we're, we're all very unique and different individuals but we all experience grief similarly you know what I mean? How we internalize it. The severity of that is determined only by our brains, you know, or by our psyche. Like it's the smallest thing can have the wildest impact. Like people who get bit as a child and hate dogs the rest of their lives. You know, that kind of trauma can be built from a very small thing, but it can, if untreated, un unchecked and unhelped, it can be, it can snowball and become this monumental thing. Mm -hmm. and, and I think in that moment, we both kind of realized in that conversation, you know, like maybe we both just kind of had a breakthrough kind of thing, you know, where we're, we're not so dissimilar. And it's, it's, it's wild because we come from so, such varied uh, ways of life. You know, she's a celebrity and she's done all this work to, to portray characters on screen. And I've, you know, I've been serving my country for 20 years. Um, it's it's just it was an amazing amazing experience i wouldn't trade it for the world and um 
and she was everything I hoped she'd be as a person. So it was really cool. Sorry, long story. No, no, cool stuff. Actually, but you know, no, actually, that's pretty cool because what you don't know is part of what I was thinking about today when I was thinking about our primary story that we're going to talk about today. Uh, actually, has to do with trauma, and there were some things that I wanted to discuss and bring up, or some points about trauma and actions and consequences and how you process deal and things like that. So yeah. it's so interesting that you brought that up and you kind of went into it with your conversation with summer, man. That's, that's pretty dope. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty dope. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Hey, uh, is this your first time on the, you know, Having the new setup as well on the Just Joking podcast? This is the second one. The, okay. the, our previous episode, I was on this, but I had a different camera placement. So it was much more tight to me and less about everything around me. So now you can see the room and everything. So is it is the new setup, but it, I did have it last time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to get like you, man. Like my shot is tight right now because my yeah. background is trash. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out the green screen situation. Mm. I almost got it set up the way that I need to with the proper lights and the filters and all of that stuff. But for now, y'all just going to get this bland background. Uh, that's about as bland and boring as you can get. But you know what? It is what it is. You know, yes, we're sir. still that's still not going to stop these lives from coming out. It's still not going to stop us from having our check-ins. Um, Did you have anything else, man? No, nah, man. How have you been? What's your check-in? Oh, man. So personally for me, everything's been good. Lately, when things have been off, it's been external stuff. Mm. And then me, you know, kind of understanding or having an idea of what that means. I know somebody who lost a spouse. I know somebody who lost uh, a father, but at the age that we're at, that's going to be a lot more common here lately as we get yeah. older. But pers personally, things been good, man. I've been managing and keeping a hold of my finances really well. The only thing health-wise that's been really off has just been my sleep. My sleep's been, bro, it's been trash for years. And I've, I mean, I've tried everything I have the CPAP, I've have uh, these dentures, which they're over here, man, I can't reach it right now, but I like the dentures over the CPAP because with the dentures, man, I just, I, I put them in. It took me a while to get used to them, mm -hmm. but I, uh, I don't have that machine. I don't have the fate. Like I don't have to worry yeah. about rolling over and, you know, knocking the thing off or whatnot. It's just, I, I put them in and then boom, man, I'm able to go to sleep. It took me a couple of days to get used to them because having something, in your mouth yeah. like that, it mm -hmm. starts drooling and stuff all over the place. So I had to like sleep with a towel, like the first sleep with a towel up under me, man, just because I was I was drooling those first couple <laughs> of days. Um, That's awesome. But uh, and, and then like I've tried the medicine and stuff route too, yeah. and I, I always wake up with this fog with the Ambien or Restoril or you know everything yeah. like this. So I have the prescription for it, but I choose I choose not to. If I can help it. Yeah, I understand that. I, I've um, had Ambien before and that was bad business for me. Yep. Yep. But see, let me see. But see, internally, like I said, that's really about the only thing. Ex uh, um, externally, a, a lot of negative stuff or just, you know, things you would yeah. file on the bad side of things hasn't happened to me. 
it's things that I'm aware of from other people where I have an idea or an understanding of, you know, how sad that is to like, you know, lose a father yeah. or lose some, like lose a really close loved one like that, man. Yeah. Um, and let's see, besides that, man, it's, it's been pretty good. My daughter turned 15 last week. Nice. If I make it to next Thursday, I'll be 38 next Thursday. You'll make it. So, Stop saying shit like that. Hey, hey. I, the only reason why I say that, man, is because I'm real with it. You know, I could walk outside and a plane fall on my head tomorrow. And I had no idea. Didn't see it coming. Um, What else? Oh, man, my shoulder. I, mm. I, I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing. And now I'm feeling the pain for it. And I have to tell myself, I'm not a young 20 year old man anymore. So my shoulders kind of jacked, but that's on me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and I, I turned 40. I know what you mean, man. Yeah. We still need to, cause I think I was supposed to come by and just pop up. Yeah. Just hang out for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I need to do that, man. Especially like, you know, prior to the kids, getting in school and now we got to get into that whole school routine and things like that. And you live right down the road. I know. Right. Like two minutes away. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the first story for today. Let me ask you a question. You're a video gamer. I'm a video. Yes, sir. Gamer. What's the first console game that pops into your head? Any console, any generation, if you think of, you know, gaming, who do you think's what's the first that pops into your head? And separate question, who do you think's the most popular? Uh, uh most popular now or most popular ever? Most popular ever. <sighs> That's tough. Cause I would want I would want to say it's Super Mario. It is. Yeah. He's he's the he's the one of the most iconic characters of the last 20, 30 years. And I mean, he's just, he's that guy. He's, he's yep. Super Mario. Um, most popular right now, I'd probably say Call of Duty. You know, okay. Like, especially our generation, especially our, our military and veterans. You know what I mean? Like Call of Duty is the thing, you know? If um, you were to be a collectible, what would you collect as a collectible? A collectible? Like, a like console... anything specific or console specific? Console specific, a game. Uh, okay, <sighs> a Texas man mm -hmm. has been collecting Sonic the Hedgehog memorabilia over thirty years, and yep. is now in the Guinness Book of World Records for his cash that tallies over three thousand and fifty items. Jeez. That he bought everything is Sonic. ridiculous. So this guy like Sonic. Uh, let's see. I don't know if they say his his age, but he <laughs> has been 40. collecting <laughs> things since 1992 when he made his first video game purchase, which was Sonic Two. Yeah. Okay. In 92, which in 92 I was he's about doing, eight years old. He's been doing it for 30 years, man. Or at least that's what it says at the top. So. And he How? bought a Sonic theme. His second was a Sonic theme bubblegum container. Nice. I thought it was like Pez for a second. I don't know 
how one gets away. Like, even if I was a single man, yeah, let's say I'm single, no kids, having the property space to collect all of this stuff and store it. I don't know how he gets away with that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I mean, you find somebody who is willing to to participate or is willing to do work with you. You know what I mean? Like I get my room full of my Sonic memorabilia. You get your room for your Lululemon or some shit. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like you get somebody who you, you, you meet somebody who's, who, who's of the same kind of mind as you, not necessarily a collector too, because two people collecting 3000 items of any genre might be a little complicated, but I mean, you know, just, Somebody who's not like one of my exes who made me get rid of all my shit because I was it was childish. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? <laughs> and you did? I was young and impressionable. Hey man, you know what? It's funny that you say that. I was telling somebody about the things that I did mm-hmm. that I'm like, there's no way I would do it now. There's absolutely of course, no way. But 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 only because you had to experience it the first time to understand yeah. it's not something that would make you happy. And yeah. and that's what it was for me. It was a lesson learned. Like I when I met, you know, my current wife, I told her straight up, I would not change who I am for you. So either you like me as I am, or we can, you know, part ways. And it's mm-hmm. just that's what this that's what this guy, this guy's like, look. We've been we look, Sarah. We've been dating now for 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 two or three weeks. Um, I just gotta let you know. I just, you know what? We're just gonna rip the bandaid off. Come to the store. I'm gonna open it. I want you to hold on one second. Just take a deep breath, and I'm gonna rip the bandaid off. Okay? He opens the door, and she's just like, "That's a lot of Sonic," you know. And he's like, "This is me, baby. Take it or leave it." And Sarah was like. Can I make a room full of tails? <laughs> you know? And that's how that man continues to collect his Sonic memorabilia, you know? Yep. So, yeah, man. I I saw the amount that mm. he had. And, you know, and, and that's posters, pencils, molds of the mm-hmm. Burger King toys, apparently. I saw that, yeah. So, different little knickknacks and things that tallied up to 3050 different stuff and he's not done he is not no. done he ain't trying That's to lose insane. that guinness book of world record uh you know award or whatever that is insane hey yeah. shout out to him for his collection he's living his life <laughs> and his dedication man i say look man if it makes you happy and it don't bother anybody man you know what do you boo boo <laughs> Uh, what's the standard tip size if you're going out to eat or something, man, at a restaurant? Do you happen to know what the industry standard is? It's like 18%, something like that. 15%. Is it 15? 15, Yep. 15% is the industry standard. Matter of fact, I'm curious. Industry standard, because I said it, now I'm like not entirely too sure. So let's go to the Googles. The let's see, according to eater.com, which whatever, uh, it says should be around 20%. Mm. The Emily Post Institute, who the hell is Emily Post Institute, says that it's anywhere between 15 to 20%. Uh, 
So I average I, 18. I average about 18. And really, tipping is more of an American culture type thing. If you oh, yeah. go to different, you know, countries outside, you don't tip. Mm. Matter of fact, I remember the first time I traveled outside the country. And I went to go and leave a tip. And the server or waitress was like, no, take that. Like, very clear, no, take that. And mm-hmm. then I turned to the other person and was like, oh, yeah, dude, tip is not a thing here. And I was like, oh. But, and, you know. And the, and the service was, like, exactly. I didn't tip because I was obligated. The service was freaking fantastic. Yeah. But you know why, though? Let's hear it. Oh, because they pay people uh, a better living wage than we do yes. here. Correct. Correct. Businesses here like to say, well, you'll make tips. So that means I don't have to pay you what you should be paid because some kindness of some people's hearts, which we know is shenanigans in this country. You know what I mean? Kindness of people's hearts. Are you nuts? They're not operating .orgs, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, totally. I've been to, when I was stationed in Germany, you know, uh, it was completely one of those things where I'm like, wow, like, this is nice. And I mean, the service, like you said, was just incredible. But they're probably treated better. You know, (laughs) (laughs) they didn't have some 20 year old managing a bunch of 30 year olds. You know, man, here's the thing. I tell people I've never had a real job, right? My current job's a real job. Yeah. But when I but I joined the Air Force when I got straight out of high school, essentially. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I had worked for my uncle at mm. a recording studio. Nice. But I did work at Applebee's for two days as nice. a as a general utilities specialist. Which is a fancy word for saying dishwasher. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, I lasted two days because I was like, uh, screw this noise. My uncle was paying me way more than what Applebee's was, but me and him had had a bit of a falling out. So I was like, you know what? I'll show you. <laughs> and then you hated it. And then I hated it. But, yeah. and, and the reason why I bring that up is I've never really had a, a service industry job like that. Now, my active duty job, I was primarily an in-flight refueler, commonly called a boom operator. Secondary to our job was whenever we had passengers on our aircraft, the boom operator, unless he was a designated uh, passenger handler, we had multiple roles, but our job was to make sure that, A, the passengers didn't do nothing stupid, like open the door mid-flight or you know, break something that would cause us to crash and burn, essentially. But B, it was to make sure that they were comfortable. You know, we were the ones that, you know, took care of it. Basically, like a flight attendant, man, as well. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) I always took pride in ensuring that whenever we had passengers, they remembered who I was. I wanted somebody to see me if they happened to, because there were, we didn't primarily have passengers on our airplane. It wasn't this primary mission, but depending on where we would go to some location, yeah. you had people that knew the flight systems and stuff, and they would come on what's called space A, which is space available. Yep. And I, I wanted people to see me and go, Hey, there's Airman Smith. 
you know, and 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 like that I was their crew member because they knew that you know I was going to take care of them. Did I get paid extra for that? No. Nope. Did I get any special recognition or something that would cause me to get a promotion in the service? Nope. I just always thought that it was pretty cool to try to make somebody's day, man. And there wasn't yeah. anything that anybody taught me. I've, and I say that because I'd always like to know if I was like a bartender or a waitress and if I could maintain that level of service, even when like, let's say 90% of people didn't tip me. All right. For whatever reason, I just didn't get tipped. You know, I, I'm gonna say this because I don't have boobs and blonde eyes or whatever. It was just that there was a study that was done where this one lady had like like A cups or whatever, and then like enhanced, you know, the same person, but they enhanced mm -hmm. and 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 then they even went even bigger, bigger, and with the bigger bust, she had a substantially more amount of tips that that day than the previous days when you know it was smaller so that's why i put that in there i actually just saw that video last week but um i'm wondering if i could keep that level of service going even if i wasn't getting you know tipped so well, well what are we talking it's, about it's funny because you're talking about the air force and how you 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 went above and beyond to ensure people had great uh service and everything like that and that probably actually did help your career ultimately like you didn't get accolades you weren't doing it for accolades but it probably people were like you know airman smith's a fucking good dude you know he's 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 always high speed he's always taking care of his people everybody comes off of the flight feeling great i had a very opposite experience um, as a signal uh, specialist, mm -hmm. I absolutely loved what I did. Probably a little bit too much for a soldier. Um, and all I wanted to do when I would go to work was fix stuff. It was the whole reason I, I, I signed up for signal to begin with. I loved to fix things. It's just one of my favorite things to do is to fix stuff. And I used to get told I was arrogant. Because I, I was like... No, because I would actually say I'm good at my job and I was actually good at my job. I was told that I was arrogant, <laughs> which is so fucking funny because you've wow. seen these Captain America types in the army and in the service and everybody's like, fucking look at that guy. He's fucking high speed. Um, you know, she's winning strongman competitions. He's fucking doing tough mutters. And you're like, those fucking guys are cool. They're high speed. But if a fucking signal soldier is like, I can fix radios really well. You're like, you're fucking arrogant, man. Stop it. <laughs> like, like, do you know what a young service member thinks when somebody tells them that because they're good at what they do, you're like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> it's like, okay, then I'm going to be a piece of shit, man. Like, you do understand that. This isn't helping you. I'm fixing your stuff. <laughs> you know I what I mean? Like, man, it's it was the weirdest. It was the weirdest experience, but it taught me a lot about working in in the workforce. Because I mean, obviously, that was army. That was you know early two thousands. Was a long time ago, and I was a different person then. But I I learned. It, it really fed into this 
issue I have, this neuroses I have from a kid where I need to be validated. Like I need to hear that I'm doing a good job to know that I'm doing a good job. Because if I'm doing a good job and nobody's telling me I'm doing a good job, I wonder if I'm doing a bad job, even mm. though I'm doing a good job. It's it's mm. it's deep, dude. It's deep. This shit comes from childhood trauma, you know? Um, <laughs> but then to go through that where I'm doing my absolute level best and then being told like you're a piece of shit. Cause you know, in the, in the army, it's not about being good at your job. It's about how fast you can do your PT tests, how many pushups and sit-ups you can do. Yeah. And, and, and it's unfortunate. It's very fucking unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. There, it's, and I'm not saying it's all the army. I'm saying in some places. Damn, man, you know? It's not just you that I hear that stuff from. Yeah. Like, like I have a pretty good network of military veterans yeah. and a lot of the crappy stories that I hear come from my army brothers and sisters. Jeez Louise. It's a lack of, it's a lack of priority, a lack of focus. Um, you know, people coming up in toxic environments, you know, further facilitating more toxic environments for more people like my very first unit in the army i loved it i loved it but there was so much wrong with it that i'm glad i experienced it young it ruined my career ultimately but not not right away you know like it's just it, it set it set me up to understand that this is what I might expect from the rest of the army. And then I experienced the rest of the army and it was another completely different level of fucked up, but, it, but for different reasons. Sure. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not in the same toxic environment, but I'm still in a toxic environment. So it's not a, it's not a nerve agent. Now it's a fucking blood agent. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, but yeah, it taught me a lot about, if I'm good at what I do, don't fucking talk about it. Don't hmm. don't tell anybody. Don't let anybody know I'm good at something. Because then they're going to either tell you you're a piece of shit. Or they're going to throw a whole lot of stuff at you because they know you're good. <laughs> you know? And that sucks. That's unfortunate. We That should not be. Could you imagine if somebody told Michael Jordan when he was a kid? You know, stop fucking playing so well, dude. You're, you know, that's real fucking arrogant of you. To be able to get 30 seconds of hang time. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that. You know, nobody wants your face on these sneakers. You know, could you imagine if somebody told eight? I'm not first off, first off, I'm not comparing myself to Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was not that good. <laughs> but 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 I mean in general, a high no. performer, a high performer, man. You know, like could you imagine telling a young Jordan not to be what you're going to become. You know what I mean? Like that's, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. Used to, I used to always take, I don't know. I don't know if the right word is pride. Like, like kind of like knowing certain things. And then yeah, two, I hate should though. And then two, I also hated being in school and you know mm. how like the teacher would say something and, or ask a question and Nobody would raise their hand or say anything. So now the class is just dragging on and on. But if, you know, so I was a guy, like, if I knew it, I'd, I'd want to raise my hand, say it, answer it, so we can get, just get the moving. But I was, I was always the one raising. And like, even sometimes it was like, I'd sit and wait. 
you know? And and then it came to be that that's what I was known for. Okay, fine, right? I I have no problem with that. But I did have a problem with this one guy coming up to me, man, and should I even say this? Yeah, you know what? This dude's life is not the best. Yeah. In and out of jail multiple times. He used to be a a bully of mine, Mm. all right? But as an adult, we had a real good conversation. But, man, as kids, he he stepped to me one time and was like, man, just because you think you smart and shit, like, you know, you ain't nobody. You ain't special. And I'm like, who said I was? Right. (laughs) You know, but, but he was the type that because of his name and who he was, he had influence. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and he was saying this around other people with mm-hmm. the shot so that they could hear it. It you was for them. I mean? It wasn't for you. So I'm just sitting here like it 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 messed me up a bit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I, I ultimately how do I say this? Like I ultimately didn't care because even at that young I was like, wait I never said that I was the best or that I know everything or whatnot. I know I don't know everything. So for him to say that or feel that way yeah, it stung a bit, but at the same time, I was like, I know that that's not me. You know what I'm mm. saying? So I really didn't let it bother me. It affected me because of other people hearing it. Like, if it was just him saying it to me, mm. whatever. But the fact that other people heard this, now I'm wondering what they think because yeah. of his influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're scared that, of him, so they'll get his back, you know, that kind of thing. Yep, yep. And 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 two, because he was a little bit older, I couldn't whoop his ass. So <laughs> so I couldn't like, you know, which is where, <laughs> which is what truly made him a bully. He was picking on somebody smaller than him, which tells you an awful lot, you know. <laughs> but Dude. but but it's pretty funny, like that same guy that said that to me that, you know, uh it's and it's funny just talking about excellence, like like mm-hmm. the whole overarching topic really with this is just that that excellence in what you do and how other people will try to put you down for doing not just the standard, but above, above and yeah. beyond, man. That's yeah. that that is something that I will never get. And that as an adult, too, I'd say if I recognize that in somebody, bro. Let's move forward because I'm about to tell you something with this that's going to go here to this subject. All right, cool. What's the largest that you've ever tipped anybody? Oh, probably 20 bucks. I mean, it depends. We're talking tattoos, like 50 bucks. We're talking like meals. Meal. Probably like 15, 20 bucks. I was going to say this just now prior to kind of changing. I recognize when people go above and beyond. Yeah. I've tipped $100 on a $50 meal. Nice. Because what, what I noticed and what I saw, this person was a slammed, all right? So it wasn't like there wasn't a whole lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, this place was packed. And this person didn't miss, uh, didn't jack up an order, didn't any odd type normal thing or whatever. They was on it, stayed on top of my table as well. And I was eating solo at the time. And I don't want to say I had two drinks and then the entree and I was reading a book. So, so at one point I kind of put my book down and just kind of people watching, you know what I'm saying? And Mm. I, and I saw this guy with just excellent service was 
right at the table. Nobody in his area had to raise their hand or kind of ask for anything. And I don't know, it just kind of made me smile because I felt like that wasn't this person's like one just doing it for the money or what or whatever or one because they were slammed. It seemed like and and like his dress and appearance was fantastic too. Didn't look sloppy, you know. His clothes was neat and everything like that facial hair so i was just like this is somebody that i thought that i recognized would take pride so i tipped them a hundred dollars on a 52 two dollar bill bro and Thanks. and uh it was cash too and, he, and 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 he was like hey you, uh he he came to me was like you had uh left your change i said no nah, bro that's your tip and he was like thank you you know what i'm saying yeah and i just said hey man no problem you know and and turn around and walked off so I bring up all of that stuff about tipping and my old job and recognizing good service or whatnot because in Pennsylvania, about two weeks ago, somebody surprised a waitress with a $3,000 tip on a $13 bill at a pizza cafe in Scranton, PA. And all they wow. ordered was a stromboli. Three thousand dollars left on the tip for a stromboli that must have been a good ass stromboli because right wow. must change life. all right oh, yeah, so he just wanted to do something good yeah yeah she said uh that she had recently waited on a customer okay and received a three thousand dollar tip she said we ran his card and everything went through we took his id I took pictures of everything. They waited a little bit to make sure that it was legit and it went through and it just ended up being unreal. The part that kind of makes me a little nervous is they said we took his ID and took pictures of everything. You know, I get why they were probably doing it on like a security side or whatnot. But if I got that kind of money to where I could leave $3,000, you know, for a tip, I don't know if that was like a debit or credit card, but I'm not allowing anybody to take my ID and take photos of it. That's the part yeah. that for me. It was like, mm -mm. It was well, like, they hey, were worried. Well, well they know, were worried that he was gonna come back and say, "Oh, that's negligent," and they wanted to make sure they had all their ducks in a row. Like, I get it. Yeah, I just, I, hey, man, mm -mm. like. When I win this mega millions, billions of dollars, you know, I think I'm going to be like, there's people that are known to be generous tippers like Shaq. He's a celebrity. I'm not saying, mm -hmm. well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a celebrity. But to me, you know, unless the service is, is shitty, I'm likely going to be a generous tipper. That's just the type of person who I am. Uh, but this guy, the manager of this pizza place said that they actually spoke to the customer who uh, explained that he was from out of town and left the generous gratuity as part of the Tips for Jesus, a social media trend, okay, in which you leave the Tips for Jesus written on the receipt. I don't, I don't, I mean, look, it's a good cause and all, <laughs> but what's that supposed to do? Like, what's that market trend supposed to be tips for jesus i don't I, I don't get that part behind it but the nicety and the generosity of it all 
Shout out to Mr. Smith. Hey, look, he's got hey. the same last name. Hey, maybe we cousins. Hey, Eric. Hey, bro. Hey, man, I'm trying to get my car paid off. <laughs> Shoot this me is, an email at this the is new Smith. This is new trend. Rims for Jesus. You hey, know, gonna... you know, rims for Jesus. Hey, titles for Jesus. How about that one? Let me get my title titled uh... over to me in Jesus' name. <laughs> Oh man, I shouldn't have done that, but I did. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, cuz, come on now. <laughs> but you know what? Shout out to him. Yeah, that's a good thing. It was nice for making someone's day. All right. Ooh. Uh. Two more quick uh, one thing prior to the main story and then the word of the day. So if you play the lottery, the Mega Billions is now up to where the annuity is over $1 billion. And that is mm. one with a B. And there's a website that I always go to if I want to understand what those payments look like. So this yeah. is usamega.com. All right. Mm -hmm. And if your state has the lottery, which there's, look. How to play, where to play, frequently asked questions. And this page that I'm on here is called Jackpot um, Analysis. So if you ever wanted to know, hey, what would it look like if I won? If you take the 30 uh, payments, assuming that you're the loan ticket, you have to factor in federal taxes, which this state shows what the highest amount would be, you know, um, for your winnings. And then uh, this little annuity payment schedule where what your average pay would be each year for the next 30 years. And then Dude, you can I break it down by that. by state as well. Like so I know people go for the lump sum, but I would totally take 30 payments of $30 million. Bro, you at know what I mean? yep. At, at our age, let's just, you know, uh, take a look. Now, this is where they show the gross payment. They take out federal yeah. and state, and and then get even like you know just base it off of whatever your you know filing status. Look at, look at that money, dude! All right, Jesus. so you're talking eight million, uh, to and, and then it's a graduated step yeah. up. All every, right, every year it goes up more. Yep, 30, 30 years, few million a you know twenty million a year almost. Come on now. Yeah, I would so, dude, I, I know people really opt for the for the lump sum, but I would totally take the the thirty payments. Same here, with the hopes and, that and, I'm going to live thirty years to take to get it all. You know, bingo. Yep, there you go. So if you take this, and then let, let's say you factor in inflation and other things, you know, over time, which is why they kind of set this up this way. That they're estimating that after thirty payments. Taking out taxes, you'll get about five hundred and fifty million dollars. Versus, versus if you took the cash option, when you factor in the federal and state, you're sitting at around three hundred and twenty-five million in present money. Now, something I love say, how much the government takes from you. You know what I mean, bro? To go from uh, one billion, <laughs> one billion down to three hundred and twenty-five million. Or even the five hundred fifty-five well, million. Well, the the three. So the government gets half. Comes like, from the fact that the cash option is about 
602. I'm sorry. When so, did we? This, when did me and me Mike? and the government get married? And the government's entitled to half. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been I've been serving the this country for over 20 years. I, I think I'm entitled to half, <laughs> bro. So yeah, that's a nice little chunk of change, man. So if y'all are out there playing the lottery. Mm. And you want to know some information or kind of some estimates now. So these are estimates. When's the next um, drawing? Come here. So the next drawing is this coming Friday. Friday, I want to say it's like uh, you have to get your tickets by like 10 p.m. Eastern. So whatever mm. that means for your state. I want like I tell people 9.55 Eastern because the drawing's a little bit after 10. Okay. So yeah. Get your tickets before then. Some places, like, there's no lottery in the state of Alabama. But if you live near, like, the Alabama-Georgia border, my mom went before this past Tuesday's draw. So the Mega Millions is Tuesdays and Fridays. She said that there were people lined up at this one popular store that's known for winners because it's right there by the state line. And she said that people were standing in line for like 30, 40 minutes to an hour, depending on what time that they went. If they went yeah. earlier in the day when everybody was at working, then like the lines were kind of quick. But if you yeah. were one of the people that went like between the hours of 3 and like 7 p.m., said that it was cars lined up of people trying to get there that were coming from out of state. Yeah. So, I know. never play, but I might try. Just why hey, not, you know? Uh, 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 we, you know what I do whenever it gets, you know, yeah. pretty high. So, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to do that again this coming Friday. Yeah, I didn't, but I should have. And so now okay. I'm probably just going to go and do it on my own, but next time I'll do the thing. All right. Cool beans. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, final story for today. Mm. Wow. Finally made right. There is... Somebody who I had never heard of, man. There's always all these kind of rappers, and they have some interesting, interesting names. And there's this thing that I tell people where I say, you know what? In today's day and age, be careful about what you say and what you do because you could mess around and find out. And in mm. this case, this guy did just that. The, the headline of this goes, Rapper Roly Bands fatally shot after he told haters to pull up on him. Okay. And zoom in on me. To pull up on someone or to run up means to approach me in a threatening manner so that I can inflict and do harm upon you. That's what it means to roll up on somebody <laughs> or pull up. <laughs> so let's just read the article. A rapper from Florida reportedly found out what happens when keeping it real goes incredibly wrong. After he issued a challenge to his enemies in a social media post, the rising artist was shot in front of his own home. According to a report Fox 13 in Tampa published this past Friday, he was found face down in the parking lot of his apartment complex uh, and was rushed to a local hospital where he had unfortunately passed away from a single gunshot room. Okay. Apparently, uh, let's see, according to this article, he said a lot of these N words know where I live at FR, which means uh, for real, I sleep in peace. If an N word wants smoke, 
I'm at the crib in five minutes. <sighs> oh, he's from Tampa? Oh, man. Yeah. It just, eh. I don't get, because I don't know if you want to call this a flex. Well, I but, mean, you got, you know, you know, the rappers, they have to have this persona of, you know, being just undefeatable, you know, mm-hmm. or Superman kind of thing. That's just, just, that's just how that's, that's their persona. That's their character. I ain't no bitch. I ain't no punk, you know? I mean, you don't have to be a punk to die by a bullet, you know? It's like, those things will kill you no matter what. Yep. A- ain't nobody out here bulletproof, so, I mean, I don't know. Like Bro. you said, it's the whole fuck around and find out thing, but that, yep. that sucks. That sucks because, I mean, he obviously was not asking for that, but at the same time, it does sound a lot like he was asking for that, you know? Mm-hmm. He hey, he fucked around and found out. And and it's unfortunate. And this was the part where I was telling you about where I was talking about trauma and how I want to kind of connect some certain things to trauma. Because just like you and the lady at the con had talked about, everybody's traumas and the things that happen to them in life are different. Like I've been mm-hmm. shot at. I've mm-hmm. almost flown into a mountain. I've been in a serious car accident. You know what I'm saying? I And I've had some things that have changed my perspective about how I view certain. Oh, uh, I've been jumped. Mm-hmm. You know That's what I'm saying? So, so, so that's changed my experience on how I look in a certain situations or how I approach certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's other people where, like, where I've only had two instances where I've been shot at. One was directly related and the other one was kind of indirectly. There's other people that they live certain lifestyles where that's every day to them. So to be around a gunshot or something, that's a Tuesday morning on the way to work. Mm-hmm. You know, so they don't flinch. They don't jump. They they not really looking over their shoulders. They might be like, oh, where'd that come from? And then yeah. keep it moving. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Go go back uh, go back several episodes where I mentioned where I feel like if we can get PTSD from experiencing war for a year or several rotations of a year overseas where some of these people are shooting at us all the time, you can't tell me these people who live in these neighborhoods going through these scenarios are not dealing with a form of post traumatic stress. That's and and that it, that rapper Roly Bands might have been dealing with post-traumatic stress too and anger outbursts of anger you know what i mean that superman lifestyle i've seen many service members exhibit the same kind of behavior you Mm -hmm. know and this is like kind of related but not really shortly after my divorce when i was out dating i was talking to this one chick who was separated and she was telling me that she was separated but while we were talking, you know, she would always say that, well, my ex is, or my soon-to-be ex is, my soon-to-be mm-hmm. ex. And I don't know, something in the back of my mind was kind of tingling. And then I did recall certain stories that I've read about where, you know, people had hooked up or gotten together and the jealous ex or they really wasn't the ex, but that person was trying to make it seem, you know, like it was mm-hmm. an ex 
found out about something and stepped and killed both of them. So like I cut it off with her because your boy did not want to fuck around and find out Mm -hmm. that while she was saying that it was assumed to be X, nah, like it really wasn't. And I, and like, I had always been curious about this lady to this day. Cause I'm like, yeah, it just, I didn't get a good feeling about that. The vibe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and, and I was just like, nah. And I was, I was like, man, like if there's an episode of like snapped, I wonder if that's the couple, <laughs> couple <laughs> who was on it. But man, all of those experiences, everything that you've gone through, I've gone through, anybody that's gone through, if you learn, you know, if you fucked around and found out and you learn from it, you don't really try to tempt fate with a lot of that stuff multiple times. Yeah. I like it's my opinion. They don't say this guy's age in this article, but looking at him, he looks young. I'd say he's, he's very young, under the age of thirty for sure. And uh, you know, unfortunately, he had to learn a lesson that he couldn't get a restart from. Yeah, that's unfortunate, man. Yep. It's sad. Um. So yeah, that is all I wanted to cover for that story. Do you have a word for today? Always. Always. All this right. one's this was kind of a softball. Ooh, okay. I, I don't think I've used the word before for our word of the day, but man, I just keep track of those. I do. Okay. Well, you're gonna tell me if I've used this one before. All right. It's easy. You shouldn't. I, I'm pretty sure you know this. Cathartic. We haven't used this one. Okay. Cathartic. I think it's like because I'm feeling. Wait, hold on. Cathartic. No. Is that a That's, word? You're thinking lethargic. Lethargic. Oh, no. So thinking cathartic. Cathartic. Like catharsis. Catharsis. So I thought it because lethargic is when you're tired, right? Mm-hmm. See, I thought that was cathartic. Oh, shit. Cathartic. Okay. Cathartic. 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 All right. So cathartic. That is where... It's related to the catheter, and you're using something to urinate. Cathartic. No. Damn it. No, not even close, dude. Oh, Jesus. Providing psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotion. I don't know how you spell psychological. (laughs) I spelled that all kind of wrong. P-S-Y-C-H-O. Providing psychological relief. Relief through the open expression of strong emotions. Causing catharsis. Strong emotions. Spell cathartic. 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 Spell it. C-A-T-H-A-R-T-I-C. Ugh. Cathartic. Cathartic. Providing psychological relief through the through the open expression, expression of strong, strong emotions. emotions causing catharsis. Catharsis. And I'm just going to assume I spelled that right. S-I-S at the end. Yeah. Catharsis. Uh, boom. So let's put this up on the, on the screen. Cathartic. Providing psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotions causing catharsis can you use this one in a sentence show real quick 
Um, yeah. Um, I found my time um, in this Broadway play was very cathartic for me. Okay. Because, like, so I'll tell you where it came from, why yeah. why I decided. Um, I was recently tweeting Vincent Vargas. Like, I don't know if you know him. He's, he's, he's Yeah, he's part of the drinking bros. Them yeah. a long way from what they used to do. Yes, yes. And he's on he's on the Mayans uh, TV show, and he's playing Gilly. And he was at San Diego Comic-Con, and he talked about how they've taken his actual story and put it in like kind of not his 100% actual story, I think, but maybe, maybe, but they've taken his story and intertwined it into his character in the show. And, and I told him, I was like, it's gotta be very cathartic to be able to tell your story on your terms in a way that, is, is is it can help other people understand where you're coming from and what you've been through and what you've seen and people are lining up to want to see what you have to say you know and and for a second i was like wait am i using that right but there's no edit button on tweet uh, you know so i wanted to make sure but like in my head i was like i know it's cathartic um but yeah it was it was just funny because it came up but um yeah it, it, but it's funny because his portrayal of his character is in essence for, I'm not saying it is for him, but it could be for him. It could bring catharsis because he's using those strong emotions from acting and portraying and re retalk like reliving and talking about his things to tell his story, which, which I would assume. And, I think it, it happens for a lot of people where that actually helps him just as much as he's helping other people, which is, I think, brilliant and awesome. So, yeah, I tweeted Vincent nice. Vargas. He's awesome. Check him out. Yeah. If you guys don't watch Minds, he's fucking incredible. Yeah, I've seen uh, because I think he's on the first the first season of it. I, I yeah. don't watch the he, first he, season of the Minds. Yeah, yeah, but he's like now he's in it more like they've they've gone into his backstory some more and stuff like that. Like I won't tell you anything it's spoilers, but but he he was in there in the beginning, but not like a lot. Like it was like cameos. But now he's like he's like a regular. That's what's up, man. Hey, all of those guys, too. And we'll end with this thought. All of those guys that were part of the Drinking Bros, they they stayed consistent they with a lot of social media stuff, various backgrounds and whatnot, but yeah. they, they hustled. stayed consistent. They came together. They put in some hard work. They've all branched out now and have gone on and done, you know, different things. But it started with just, you know, social media, mm -hmm. them, you know, wanting to. A bunch of people get together and drink. Comedy, drinking and stuff, you know, with their buddies. And then. Uh, you know, parlaying various opportunities, and man, Dave, Dave, the reason why I bring that up is it wasn't an overnight success. Like some no. people can see them and be like, "Oh Took yeah, that's a that's long the time." Lions, or you know, the other guy. Oh, that's the Black Rifle Coffee, whatever. It's like, mm. no, they've been together, they've been out there, yeah, like well over a decade. Because I want to say I had known about the Drinking yeah. Bros when I was still active duty. Yeah, easy. Yeah, you know what they've I'm been out there for a minute. Yeah. So, so it shows you what yeah. hard work and continuous effort does. Yep, they are one of my examples, man. Because there's people that I know that who are extremely talented. Joe, I have yeah. family members and friends that I try to convince to come on social media and start a podcast, start mm -hmm. a either an yeah, audio or a video podcast, uh, and just share their stories, 
crack jokes, cover various subjects, do whatever. And but they're expecting to get on here, do five or six episodes, and just and be get like ten thousand subscribers. And I'm like, no, man, it doesn't Kevin happen overnight. Hart, man, a lot of these people, like if you go and read Kevin Hart's book, you know where he talked about how he didn't have money to get to certain shows, you know, uh, yeah. staying on people's couches and things like that. And yeah. Vincent Vargas is one of those stories that I talk about. The Drinking Bros people, I use Kevin Hart and various other people that it took them decades even yeah. to get to where they're at right now. Dude, and it wasn't a quick rise. Look at Kevin Hart, man. The very first time I saw him, it was either in one of the scary movies as a side character, or it was in 40-year-old version when he's in the in the music store and he's like, he's like, Y'all about to get clapped up. Like, <laughs> like but but it's funny because I remember those scenes. I remember his roles in those movies. But that's what he was for the longest time. And everybody's like, oh, no, Kevin Hart's fucking everywhere. It's like, bitch, he fucking deserves to be. You know how much work he put in? Mm-hmm. It's the same It's the same with, with The Rock, which is funny because they're like synonymous now. They're like boys. But the amount of effort, like Rock is like one of the highest paid people in Hollywood right now. And for good reason. But his career almost ended in, in in Hollywood almost immediately because people hated his first role or didn't think he did very good or whatever, you know, shenanigans. Uh, ultimately, he proved them wrong, but it's because he kept pushing. Like, the kind of drive that these people have, most average people don't understand how much work and effort it takes to do the things you really want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was watching something on social where – your level of success, your level of struggle is commensurate to your level of success. So the more success you want, the more struggle you need to have, or there will be to get to that level of success. I like that. That stuck with me. And these cats, they've all proven that. You know what I mean? Podcast episode right there. Just hard work, man. To me, I don't think enough people realize or really truly understand what hard work is. Mm. I think a lot of people throw that out there. There was uh, something, and this is more kind of specifically, but I'll get, oh, go more ahead. Specifically, they don't understand just how much hard work can mean to them. Mm. Like everybody thinks hard work is hard and they don't want to do it because it's hard, but they don't understand how good a, a hard day's work will make you feel. Hmm. Like that's, that's something that like we take pride in what we do because we know that that hard work, that, that feeling of accomplishment, that feeling of like, almost like being able to take, take the thing that you've done and look at it and say, I did this. I, I, I I made this, I contributed to something greater than I, something that exists outside of myself, like that feeling People think that hard work just sucks because it's hard, but no, man. Like a good, a good, meaningful day of hard work can make you feel incredible. I agree. I agree. That's why I'm cheesing as hell right now because I have this conversation with people all the time. Yeah. And 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 there's even, you know what? That's a tangent. So I appreciate. Everybody that will watch this live as we have some people come in and out today on the live yep. stream, you know, live stream. I thank those that took the time. 
uh, to tune in and those that will take the time to tune in as well. We'll be back uh, two Wednesdays from now with another episode of the Just Joking Podcast. Your boy will be 38 years old as well. I'll be catching up with Joe's old ass over there. <laughs> Hopefully. Hey, and if y'all got any tips to get my grades to come in like sooner, let me know. I'm trying to get my grades or my whites to come in ASAP because I think, you know, it's wisdom. It's wisdom being, bro. Yeah, you know. It's wisdom, bro. Look wisdom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just look more handsome, you know. So uh, if y'all got tips, let me know. <laughs> if it's stress, because we would say, oh, man, I got these from stress. Y'all can keep that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because you were in the Air Force, you don't have any gray hair. <laughs> hey, Joe, man, uh, it's been fun. It's been real. Uh We'll catch up prior to our next episode, but uh, I'm glad that we got up here, ran a little bit long today, but you know what? We had some fun, man. Oh, and for those people that didn't catch the Roe vs. Wade episode that we did, go back to our previous episode. Joe, we've had some comments on that one, man, that uh, I'm going to share with you offline, but it was pretty much positive. Good, 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 good. I mean, I hope people had different opinions and different ideas and 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 they want to have conversations because ultimately that's important that's what it's all about it's not about fighting or arguing it's about conversing and and helping each other see each other's perspectives and respecting people's opinions and ideas you know what i mean mhm all right my man and we are out peace